Welcome everyone. Today is June 21st. This is Worlds of Books. We will be discussing Parallel Lies by Ridley Pearson. I am Mickey Prayan. My co-host is Alan Lemley. And Alan, over to you. Okay, I'll give you a little bit of uh, stuff that I found on Ridley Pearson. Uh, he's uh, b- born in March, uh, born March 13th, 1953, in Glen Cove, New York. Uh, he's a, a New York Times uh, best-selling author, uh, and he was raised in, I think, Riverside, Connecticut, and he currently lives in St. Louis, Missouri. He's author of more than 48 novels. Uh, and pretty much writes in the adult suspense and thriller genres and then also in uh, uh, kids' adventure books. Let's see. uh. All right, I had to turn my speech off. It was jacking in my ear. Uh, The thing I like... uh, Sorry. That's my annoying caller ID. Sorry about that. uh, I've read a lot of, of, of Pearson's books. A, a couple of the characters he has, he's got a series uh, that, that's, that features a character's name, Lou Bolt, and Daphne Coleman, I believe. Uh, he has some that are set out in maybe Oregon or California, one of the resort areas out there that features a character named Walt Fleming. He's written... Uh, uh, the book Peter and the Starcatchers he co-wrote with Dave Barry, who's a good friend of his, and they made a, a Broadway play out of that called Peter and the Starcatcher that was, uh, let's see, co-written by, let's see, now who wrote the play? Richard Ellis, maybe? And it received the most uh, Tony nominations. It got like nine Tony nominations. That's the most uh, of any play, I think it said, and it ended up winning like five. Uh, let's see. All right, hang on. He, one other thing I thought was interesting about him, he was in a, uh, th- there's this rock uh, a band called the Rock Bottom Remainders that a bunch of uh, music uh, musician authors uh, formed. I think it's since disbanded. I think it ended in, in 2012. But it's had, uh, uh, he played bass guitar for that. And there's been a lot of notable authors that were that were members of that from time to time. Uh, Stephen King, uh, let's see, was in there, and Greg Isles, and uh, I think he even said Maya Angelou was in it. Uh, Scott Turow, uh, let's see, Amy Amy Tan, Cynthia Hamill, Stan Barry, Ridley Pearson, Scott Turow, Joel Selvin. And James McBride, or or some that have been in that. So, uh, uh, let's see. One other thing that I was going to mention. He was the. Let's see. He was the first American to receive the. He was the first American to see the, to receive the Raymond Chandler Fulbright Fellowship uh, at Oxford University in 1991. So, I made a pig's breakfast of that pretty much. I think that's probably about enough to to talk about it. I like this book because, uh, you know, the uh, trains have been in the news a lot lately because of that uh, derailment that happened in Philadelphia. I know it it, it wasn't nearly as, uh, uh, the reasons for that happening wasn't, weren't, weren't nearly as suspenseful as the novel, but I thought it would be uh, 
a, a good story to have uh, with, with that going on since, since this is all about trains. And I remember like that. I've read this a couple of times. So uh, that's enough for the intro. Thanks. Thank you. Um, I got I have to comment on the rock bottom remainders. Um, Amy Tan was their singer. And I, I find something interesting about a, a 100% Chinese girl uh, singing hard rock. I mean, it just makes me smile, you know. It's, it's just uh, culturally, um, I don't know, different. Uh, who else liked it? What did you think? What didn't you like? Go for it, guys. Oh, I really liked it a lot. Um, really a lot. Well, I mean, I was just glued to it. Um, I would put it on and at night and fall asleep, and then, of course, I'd have to go back and reread what I thought I had, what I thought I knew about. But um, I did read it in about two or three days because it, it was just so spellbinding. I love books like this. Um, I love the whole description of the um, of the trains and of the tracks and um, I mean it was I just loved it and it was so thrilling and so suspenseful um, I didn't answer my phone a few times because I was reading it and I did not want to interrupt the book and Ridley Pearson, as you said before, Mickey, what a voice, and how able he was to make you know these characters. And I never read any uh, Ridley Pearson before. Um, I think I might have just started one. I know I, there have been a few for the Mystery Book Club, but I don't know. I just never, never gave him a chance. Alan, do you know if he's read any other books? Oh yeah, he's 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 written a bunch. He's written over forty-eight novels. I mean, a lot of them are a lot of them are kids' books. But uh, uh, oh, one other thing I forgot to mention, he he he's got some kind of deal with Disney, I think, because he's published a series of books called the uh, Kingdom Keepers, and each of them there's like there's seven of them in all, and each of them is set in a different Disney theme park. I mean, they're they're for they're for kids. But uh, I think I read I think I read the first one. It was, it was entertaining. But uh, I've liked most of, of, I've read a lot of his Lou Bolt uh, series, and I've liked uh, most of what I've, uh, I've read that he's written. No, I didn't make my question clear. I should use the modern word, has he narrated any other books of his? Well, I want to, uh, I'm sure someone will answer that, Joni. Um, I thought the book was incredibly good. I read another one, I forget, on the Mystery Book Club. Alan will remember, in Carmel, California, James DeWitt was his hero. But that's like, he, they're a pussycat on that one. I mean, I learned about DNA. Whatever um, Ridley Pearson does, he researches so well. And I learned more about trains than I ever did learn, you know, ever in my lifetime. It was great. I do want you guys to comment about the ending because, as usual, he fooled me. I thought it's the usual. He's going to catch Alvarez, and there you go. But it ended uh, with a moral issue, and I hope uh, I know you guys are going to comment about it. So great research. He takes you step by step. 
uh, and um, he reads it so well. He's he is, you know, he is uh, Peter Tyler, and maybe Alvarez also. He, uh, Ridley did a great job reading it. Thank you. A probable Cause was that other book we read for the mystery book group that had that, that character James DeWitt, and I've not ever seen anything else that he narrates, Joni. Uh, but uh, uh, he, he, I've been mainly getting my stuff of his from Bard, and this just happened to be a commercial book that Bard produced, so uh, he may have narrated others, but uh, he, yeah, he did a really good job narrating. I haven't seen any either, but there are several of the books that he wrote with Dave Barry on Bard, and he's got a lot of stuff there, and I have a long way to go. I have to admit, I didn't reread the book. I I read it probably three years ago, and I'm just hoping that as the discussion goes on, it'll bring a lot back to me, because like the rest of you, I really like the book, and I like Ridley Pearson too, and I it was sorry because I missed the last mystery thing, and so I do have a question in case it wasn't brought up there. I got the impression the probable cause was not the first DeWitt book. Am I correct in that? And if it wasn't, what was a, a previous book? I believe that was a standalone, uh, uh, Jill. I mean, uh, when I was doing this research on him, it listed the different series. He, he has like three or four different series, and there wasn't a James DeWitt series that came up that I, that, that I recall. And I, if I turn out that I'm wrong about that, I'll let you know, but I'm pretty sure that's, that was a standalone. Yeah, because it didn't act like a standalone to me. You know, he was filling in back detail, and I thought, there must be a previous book. The website is Stop Your Killing Me, or SYKM.com. We'll give his series in order. Um, I, that's my favorite site. <laughs> I mean, except for the Bob Allen site, of course. Let's see, I hope Deborah will comment here. It sounds like she may have read this book. Well, this is Deborah, and I guess if I'm going to visit, I should um, participate. Uh, I liked this book a lot. In fact, I read it when I first saw the announcement, maybe a month ago. I don't know. And then I sort of, sort of quickly, you know, spot check reread it yesterday and today, and um, and I liked it a lot. And um, I'll wait for others to. I'll just say that. I was very happy with the ending, um, but I wanted to ask about one technical element that drives me crazy. I thought that he is a fabulous narrator. I just love his voice, and I loved his reading, and so often authors cannot read their own work, so I was a little bit um, apprehensive when I saw that he was the narrator, but I, I thought he did a wonderful job, and I love to hear him read anything else but um, there are a few of these commercial companies that do this to me exceedingly annoying thing where every time somebody's on the telephone or when in this case the loudspeaker on the train they have some mechanical device in the studio that the narrator speaks into and I just it just really puts my nerves on edge it's like it interrupts um, it's like listening to a concert and someone starts, you know, running a lawnmower in the auditorium or something. It's just really irritating to me, and I wondered if anybody else cared. Well, 
I noticed that when I was reading it this time, and it's Brilliance Audio or the publishers that seem to do that because it's in a couple of those Jack Reacher books that Dick Hill narrates, the commercial books, and those were done by Brilliance Audio as well. And I, I don't think I've ever noticed another uh, publisher that does it. Hachette's bad about putting putting like bullet shots and stuff like that which i i can do without and you know they they put a lot of music in theirs and stuff like that but brilliance audio is the only one i've noticed that does that thing with the like like the telephone calls to try to simulate a speaker and stuff or like when william goheen was doing his speech in the uh at the uh, at the train station doing that yeah and it, it, it is kind of annoying well i'm the weird one i like it um, I find that it adds to the performance because this is a performance. It's a, it, I, uh, in fact, it usually says performed by rather than narrated by in these books, and uh, I, I think it just brings it uh, more immediacy. Um, this is a phone call. Don't miss it. You know, pay attention. Um, but uh, I think you're right about the. Uh, Brilliance being the only one that does it, um, uh, but he 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 did his little my little pet peeves that he does um, that I I he looked eyes once he met eyes several times and that 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 just draws my that type of thing is what draws my attention. Uh, they met eyes, huh? Deborah Kendrick. Oh, I never thought about it. I, I decided guys do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> other, if, I'm, if you're saying what I'm hearing, yeah. Ruthann, I can. That's right. If, if you want to talk, go ahead. Go ahead. If you're saying what I'm hearing, sighted guys can go 10 minutes, never talk, and then they head upstairs, you know where, or whatever they're going to do. And they say, what? You know? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't like it, but part of it's my hearing. I'll be honest with you. I, I thought the, um, I, I had to hear three times the um, you know the tell-all at the end the, the the movie about Gretchen and the whole thing about what a scumbag uh, Gohean or whatever his name is is because it, it just it was hard to hear but that's me okay so if you guys liked it I know David Baldacci does it a little with Orla Cassidy and Ron McCourty or whatever oh hello you know way back it's pretty good because it's a different voice but I didn't like the robotic voice I wish he did you know, and I now know what he said because I heard it three times. I've got to hear all this. I knew it already, but I wanted to hear what Alvarez had done. I'm interested also in that I want to hear more on what Jill said because I'm, I'm confused, not happy at the end of it. She said she was happy with the outcome, and I hope we get into that. It was a tremendous moral issue with me, and I'm not a prude, okay? I'm not perfect, but I hope you guys will comment about that. Are we happy what happened to Alvarez? and uh, Tyler and I guess Priest. Okay, well I'll go ahead and make my comments about the book. I really loved it. I mean, I, I, I read it, I don't know, the first time, probably it, probably six or seven years. It came on the Bard like in 2010, I think, and I read it again for the second time when it hit Bard, but I had read it a couple of years before that. And I, I don't know, I really liked the thing. I, I liked it, it, speaking of the ending, I, I was glad the way they ended it the way they did. I, you know, I'm not going to, I don't know, I want to think nobody was killed when he was derailing those trains and stuff, but I really I really hate to see corporate greed 
get away with with a bunch of stuff like they had done in, in this book I think he tried to make it fairly black and white that, that the, the, the corporation needed punishing whether the methods chosen were, 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 were right or not yeah I guess we can debate that but uh, I, I just loved the book from the beginning I like the way they introduced the, the thing with Alvarez he was in that you know hopping those freight trains and that that uh, that security that uh, security guy that they had sent to basically kill him I think uh, you know they had that confrontation confrontation uh, right off the bat and I thought that really set the stage. I like the I like the character Nell Priest. I like the relationship he had with uh, with you know, like with Peter Tyler and 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 and, and I'm glad that they got together. Uh, uh, and I really liked uh, uh, Pearson's narration. You know, I can do without the uh, uh, the simulated microphone sounds and stuff on the phone calls. But uh, uh, I think an author that can that can pull it off. Nobody's better suited to, to to narrate their work than the author themselves. You would think, because I mean, he he obviously knows what he was thinking when he wrote the book, and uh, I, I thought he just did did a really good job, and uh, I, I really liked the whole the whole story and the way they, they ended it and everything. Bob, I wasn't the one that said anything about the ending because, frankly, it's been so long since I read the book, I didn't remember the ending, so it, it wasn't me. But getting back to Deborah's question. Um, I know on Nolan Crabbe's list, this has been talked about, and I think those of us who grew up on talking books, you know, we we wanted the book read to us. We didn't want the book dramatized. We didn't want the book <laughs> and all the things we've been talking about. So I think they're kind of two groups of people, and whether it's younger people that like the more dramatized, I, I can't say, although Mickey seems to like to. Uh, have done that way. Um, I personally really don't. Although uh, I think it, I think my trouble is if I think I have the time, I really would rather read my books in Braille and create my own characters. Oh, oh, that's interesting. I'm, I apologize, Jill. If if I did that, that's uh, bad hearing again. But that's no excuse. Um, Hello, Connell. I, I again. It's the moral dilemma, okay? Um, yeah, uh, Wells was it was going to kill for O'Malley was going to kill um, Umberto. Umberto though threw the chili in his face. Is I guess that's eye to eye. Their eyes met, and that's that. Okay, I'm glad Umberto probably bumped this guy off because he was going to kill him, okay? And I understand these dilemmas, but now whatever you say about Goheen, he got killed on the train. Right, that's good because he's a bad guy. I agree. Um, I don't want to go where Aaron Brockovich took her corporate struggles, but she did okay. You know, I I guess I would have. It might have prolonged the book too much to say, all right, arrest Alvarez and let him go to trial, but we'll fight for him uh, because go uh, then Gretchen or who's ever heading this railroad, <laughs> they would have had that lawyer killed. So yeah, they were greedy. I'm all for that. Against it. Against it. But uh, did, but but the hundreds of millions of dollars in insurance costs and such in wrecking trains, and then he 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 played the stock market, right? Selling short, made a ton of money. I like him. It shows that some of these villains are not always villains. He has the brother that he was helping. That was that was nice. Uh, Peter Tyler almost got killed several times because of Alvarez, and Alvarez helped him at the end. You know, let's both push the wench. Uh, 
the uh, the winch, not the winch, the winch. Um, so they were good and bad, but just to say, okay, we're not going to tell because that gets even with Goheen and everybody. Um, that was interesting. It was an interest. I don't know how to feel about that. I had a guy today. I'll tell one more story. I I received a tutorial from uh, someone who said, "Don't share it." And this guy, a friend of mine, I mentioned that that I purchased it, and he said, "Well, just give it to me." And I I I'm not great, but I said, "No, I made a promise. I made a promise to the guy that I wouldn't do it." And he's not happy. With my friend's not happy with me. That's my choice. That was my moral choice. So. Anyway, we make moral choices, and I guess I'm asking you guys, do you agree with it? We're all glad for Alvarez because he's teaching children uh, in the middle school, but he did a, he was incredible too. He was no saint. That's why it's parallel lies. Well, I wonder if some of it, it, it would have done more damage had the story of Alvarez come out that he did this because because of uh, corporate greed would have done more to hurt the business than than letting him go and and then he was doing a good thing by teaching the children and I, it, it's kind of as though a, a good balances a bad which is pretty much the way life is and Bob um, Thank you for not giving whatever that was away. I am I am a big proponent of not sharing things, and everybody seems to do it. Well, I I thought that um, I I'm, I liked the way the book ended very much because I felt that um, everybody kind of got their just desserts, and. Um, I don't like corporate greed either, of course. Um, I thought it was kind of wrapped up very well. Um, and I was glad that Alvarez was left to just do his teaching. And yes, he was not very nice in the things that he did. But then again, he lost his family, his wife and the twins. And he was so totally, I mean, he just needed to get his revenge. And yeah, he didn't do it in the best of ways. But um, yeah, I was very satisfied with the way it ended. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I preferred their ending the way they did. Too. Now, wh whether this happened in real life and I was on the jury here in this guy's case, I'm not sure how, how I would vote. But... Uh, with it being a fictional novel, I, 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 yeah, and I realize I'm skirting the issue, but I, I like the way they ended it. I mean, the man came to them at the very beginning of the thing, and and they just they just I mean, he didn't even want money or anything. He just he wanted them to apologize, I think, for for what they had done for killing his family, and uh, of course they were they were so busy about this whole fast track thing. That uh, uh, you know they'd been taking, uh, robbing the maintenance budget to, uh, to 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 fund it, and uh, they didn't want any of that to come out because they they uh, they knew that the company would take a, a big hit, and then you know, and then it went on from there. Uh, so uh, I, I'm not sure that justice would have been served anymore by throwing Alvarez in jail at the end of the book. But hey, you know, I, I know that's an opinion call. 
and I'm not for corporate greed either. I can't. Goheen wanted to run for vice president. He would be terrible. Sadly, I'm reading a book about Lyndon Johnson, and believe me, it's real. Politicians do. Many of them, many of them do whatever they have to do for power. Goheen did the same thing. But again, I tell you, he got killed. Raul got trampled. We don't know if he lived because Tyler pulled him out. You don't hear him saying thank you. It's a minor deal. It's only a technician who ran the thing, and it's, that's true. Uh, Tyler, nobody worried about him. He, you could argue he's doing his job. He deserved. He was out on, under the train and over the train and jumping around, uh, chasing Alvarez, all the money the taxpayers paid. And I, I understand. I'm against corporate greed. I'm glad the railroad got theirs, but to just say, we're going to wipe out trains, and by the way, along the way, I'm going to buy stock. I'm going to be an insider with information because I'm going to cause it. Um, I don't know. It, it's a dilemma. I'm not saying I don't like it or not. It was really an interesting ending. Let me put it that way. Because usually they ravel it up by saying we caught him, take him to prison, and it ends. Or he comes back in another series. He escapes, you know, Alvarez, and they go on. So it's, it's just an interesting way to end, and I'm not trying to be the moral czar here. I'm not. I, I'm not perfect by a long shot. Oh, a little bit perfect, but not, not a lot. Oh, that's funny. Um, I am still working on the fact that they would not, they denied all culpability. We are not responsible for these crashes. There is nothing, we're not responsible for these, we're not responsible for your children being killed. You know, tough luck, buddy. Um, they, they, had they at least given him an apology, he wouldn't have had this intense anger. And I, I thought it was a rather satisf satisfying ending in that um, everyone really came out ahead except the guys who, the bad guys. Um, but, but I do think a lot of it is PR. What can they get away with and what's going to make business harder to, to accomplish? And I think that's just the way things are now. I think that was a very realistic ending, and there are a lot of things that we never know. That sounds like I'm into black helicopters, doesn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, and of course, it. You know, they take literary license with this stuff. I mean, it, it's. You know, life is never as black and white as they make it out in the, in the in the books and stuff. But, uh, I mean, you have to wonder about the 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 effectiveness of the people that were investigating this Alvarez guy. I mean. You always follow the money. I mean, and and why the FBI or whoever that was supposedly trying to find him didn't think about looking at stock transactions and stuff like that. I don't know, but of course, of course, the the, the former detective who's the main character in the book and the uh, the train security person, uh, you know, that's the first thing they thought to do. So you know, and, you know, there, there's some pat kind of stuff in it, but you know, that, that's what makes it entertaining. And then O'Malley, for a while, he kept saying, "Bill, you're out of this. You you don't know." But we all know Goheen knew about killing the lawyer, all this. You know, his hands aren't clean. I understand that, and I'm not defending him. So don't, don't get me a nap. It was just an interesting ending. I go, huh? You know, everybody goes off free. And nobody, and what about Gretchen now? Um, yeah, we know about the pictures. We know what she did. This was a terribly emotionally disturbed girl. And um, Goheen was a lousy father with all the money he had. And then she, you know, he could have popped her into therapy for 20 years and straightened her out or whatever. But that was very shrewd of uh, Alvarez. I understood that, you know, and, 
And even Peter Tyler suggests in the book, we may have to team up with Alvarez. We may have to work with him to get those guys. They never quite did that, but uh, they did in a way when the, um, they, they coupled and uncoupled the train. And then, of course, he said to have Jillian go on the, the locomotive, you know, uh, that really got to him that she, you know, that she was on the train. So it's okay to, th although he did tell the people, go in the back cars. I'll give him credit for that. But when Jillian was on, that made him really nervous because he loved her. You know, when Gretchen wanted to go on the on the train, Bill Goheen knew something was coming down. You will not go on the train. So everybody's life is expendable except those very near and dear to you, I, I guess. That's a message that's in the book. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's probably reality. Well, Bob, he probably put her in therapy a lot of the time. Um, but he, the, the most important thing with that was that he ignored her. He never paid any attention to her. He was so busy with his trains and his railroads and his tracks and everything else. He just ignored her. So she was getting her revenge. So the whole book was about revenge. Yeah, I mean, he was totally broken. I mean, uh, uh, he didn't even have to die. I think he wanted to die after he saw that, that, that videotape that... Uh, that Alvarez ran because didn't they try to get Goheen to move to safety toward the end there so so he wasn't going to be on that that car and, and he wasn't having any you're correct on that he would not go back so it wasn't killing him because he committed suicide on the train I guess but you're right he did not go back there uh -huh. suggestion is that it would mess any father up to see those videos um, of, of of their especially only daughter but any daughter because these these guys and their daughters that's you know the way it is you're absolutely right i i tried uh, not totally in but as a father i said oh my gosh this is terrible and i you know uh and i guess what alvarez expected was going to say we did it we're negligent i apologize and then he would have stopped it all and that's all he wanted right he had money though, because he played the stock market. So he, but it's just another way to get even. So it's the the, the book is vengeance, revenge, redemption, whatever. And uh, I I just couldn't identify with with Alvarez. Obviously, you're getting that as the total victim. I'm so sorry for him. We all we all lose people in all kinds of ways, and we don't go blowing up post offices if somebody bombs the post office. We don't say let money get every postman that ever lived you know some people do maybe they do and we don't even hear about them I don't know but of course it's a terrible thing that happened to him absolutely but terrible things happen in life sometimes maybe y'all can clarify something for me I got a little confused in one part I got the impression after he made that video with Gretchen Goheen that he tried to I mean his his he didn't really want to show that on the train off his goal was really to use that as a bargaining chip, he wanted her to go to, to her father and something. But I got a little confused if he if that was shared. Did he share that with her and and like try to negotiate with her to get her to talk to her father, and that just fell flat. She wasn't able to get through to her dad or or, or what, what? What was y'all's take on that? This is Deborah. Uh, I think that the idea is that exactly what you said, Alan, and that she did go to her father and try to persuade him to apologize because the fight that they have when she wants to get on the train what she you know she yells something at him that everyone overhears which is like 
you know, if you're so innocent, why don't you want me on the train? And it's, it's like, it has the feel of a continued argument, that that's what they've been arguing about. So I, I think that was exactly his, his goal, was not, not to do what he did. Those were all kind of last-ditch efforts. And yes, Deborah, I think you're absolutely right. And Alan, he he did not give her the DVD or whatever to show us the father. He told Jillian, remember he visited her and he said, if something happens to me, send this to, uh, what is it, Time Magazine or something? Send it. It's all ready to go. And don't don't look at it, as I recall. So I, I think she, she did argue, yes, he says that in the fight on the train, Oh yeah, she wanted me to go public about something, uh, and I I didn't uh, I didn't do it. I I'm not going to do that. I don't care, you know what's going on. And um, you're right, but I don't think he I don't think she showed Bill the first time he saw it was right there on the train. Hey, thanks. That that, that sounds right. Now, you know, and and Deborah's right too. Because I, I thought I remembered they're making a reference to uh, to Gretchen talking to her dad. You know, you know. Uh, and, and trying to argue with him and, and, and getting nowhere, so uh, uh, that, that that makes sense. But uh, yeah, and, and that's kind of why I like. I mean, I know Alvarez, you know, was probably do some some punishment at the end, but I don't know. It, it, he seemed to have more of a moral compass than anybody else in the book, almost. And, and uh, you know, I realize he destroyed a lot of property, and you know, that, that's not right. But uh, yeah, I really like the fact that I mean, he took care of his brother. His brother was in that home and stuff, and you know, of course he. Pearson was definitely trying to paint him, you know, his good sides and stuff. And he was a teacher and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I was happy with the way they ended it. So, yeah, there we go. And I don't know that this justifies it, but it does in my mind, which is the important thing for me. But he had enough things. He had so many things. He had his his uh, his brother. He had his family wiped out. He lost his job. He he had nothing that that would be a lot to suffer through that you can't really say he didn't have any punishment I mean, and he was the innocent bystander and had it to deal with okay I understand and maybe the message is the ends justify the means uh, you know that, that he had a reason for all this and we're saying we understand it which I do understand the grief I don't get the violent trains but then I'm thinking of insurance and we can all say who cares about insurance but then the premiums go up anyway that's my story maybe I'm sounding too conservative but the ends justified the means you know he yeah neither side there were saints uh, and um, but the good ending is uh, Peter and um, now uh, said we're gonna forget about it I don't know your line of the the end justifying the means isn't quite what I see, I mean, I see the insurance going, you know, being being paid out in the millions of dollars. Um, but if that's the only way to get the tracks fixed with all of, you know, look at the, the, the train crash we had, two of them in the past, what, month and a half, that uh, sometimes you have to do that to get attention. Yeah, I think Pearson was really trying to make the point that, that this guy did. I mean, obviously he suffered a, a horrible tragedy at the beginning of it, and then 
through the course of the book, you learn that he probably tried to do everything humanly possible within his power to get the company to to own up to what they had done. And then in the end, uh, I mean, uh, he chose rather than you know tucking his tail and not doing anything, he chose to do what he did. So. Uh, 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 you know, right, wrong, or or or, or indifferent. Uh, you know, he, he had his satisfaction in the end, I guess. But uh, uh, he really didn't want to like destroy the family, or he really didn't want to show that video. I don't think of the of, of the of the you know Gretchen Goheen and all, and all that stuff. But uh, you know, it seemed like every every effort he made to get them to to come around, uh, they were just uh, uh, you know they weren't having any. They were you know they were more interested in trying to kill him and stuff. Oh, sure. And Goheen, remember, wanted to be vice president. And as I said, I'm just reading the passage of power. And uh, the politicians do before, um, well, real quick, before President Kennedy was assassinated, there was going to be a major investigation of Lyndon Johnson and Bobby Baker. And afterward, uh, afterwards, Life magazine killed it. And they rightfully so. We've got to give the new man a chance. But what? what they had was pretty solid and uh but anyway that's life Lyndon got lucky well i think it's really neat this this discussion has been something normally when when everyone likes a book there is the oh gosh what are we going to say next about this book because everybody liked it but he gave us something to discuss he gave us uh, moral values to work through um I think this was your choice, Dan. A uh, Dan. Why do I want to call you Dan, Alan? Um, and um, it was a very good one. Well, thanks. I'm uh, I'm I'm glad uh, uh, everybody liked it. And uh, Dan was one of the names we considered for our our first son. But uh, you can call me whatever you want to. I don't care as long as you call me. Uh, and I'll go ahead and you know as long as I got the mic now, I'll go ahead and say our next book we're discussing. Dead Wake, The Last Crossing of the Lusitania, DB89, I'm sorry, 80936 uh, by Eric Larson. Uh, it's a commercial audio book. It's supposed to have been very well received critically, I think. Uh, it's uh, read by Scott Brick, and its reading time is 13 hours, 6 minutes. So, uh, uh, that's, I, I guess that's nonfiction. So, uh, well, I don't know if it, it may have been, it may be spiced up nonfiction, but I know Eric Larson's well thought of, and uh, I'm looking forward to reading it. Well, since I read it already, I'll just tell you that it reads like a novel. It's very um, edge of your seat type of a book. Uh, I've read a few of his books, and uh, for example, the Something in the White City. Um, about the Chicago World's Fair and it's all real it's all um, very graphically written but it's the way things are and the Lusitania was carrying um, arms for England and the uh, Lusitania as the Titanic fascinates me in fact I went to a uh, sunken ship museum in Wisconsin and the way some of the the crystal stayed absolutely fresh and crisp and fine and unbroken but silverware might have been 
frozen together, rusted. It was just really neat. So I'm into sunken ships. Mickey, I read that too, the whatever it was in the White City. And uh, I love that book too. Many years, many, many years ago, probably on cassette. I think it's called The Devil in the White City, maybe. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, and, and our meeting will be on uh, July 19th will be the third Sunday in uh, July. So, there you go. I read the White City book, too, and I'm going to be opposite. I didn't like the book, so I'm having an open mind about Eric Larson, this book, because I really didn't like The Devil in the White City or whatever the heck the name was. Oh, sadly, we won't be here, but I, I will try to read the book. You guys are, Joni really helps me in getting some pretty good books. Some of them I don't like, but some I recommend to her she doesn't like. But uh, anyway, sounds great, and I'll try to read it anyway. Joni put me on your book recommendation list. Um, And Jill, I agree with you with Braille. Unfortunately, I can read maybe 20, 25 minutes in Braille now, and I have to stop, and that just breaks my heart. I'd been a proofreader for 37 years, and it just can't do it. Well, um course I too love Braille and but Mickey uh, you always read such good books and I always read books that you suggest so um, I don't know that I'm a well some people think I'm a good recommender of books but uh, I just don't remember books the way I used to when I keep saying I'm gonna keep a list and then I don't do it and that now that that's right it was the devil in the white city all I need is a little Tricking type of reminder, Alan, so thank you. But, um, like when I, I do Banquet of Books, I think, um, oh, I read several books, but what am I going to talk about? And then I don't remember them, so I guess I have to start writing down. But everybody does read so many good books, and there are too many, too many. I'm so sorry, Mickey. I I know what a terrible loss that would be to me. Yeah, I really am too, because I love Braille, and when I can never read it, I do it. And uh, I'm very sorry. One narrator I've come to like, and then I've got to run here, and wish, I want to wish all of you a happy Father's Day, is Grover Gardner. I really like him. Dick Hill, of course, special, but... Uh, Grover Gardner, uh, to me, is very good, and I, he's reading this Johnson book, and it makes it go much, it's 33 hours, and I nearly died when I first heard it, but I'm going to finish it, it looks like, so, uh, and he's a part of it, he's a reason. You'll be happy to know, Bob, I just read a book, The Astronauts' Wives Club, and one of the wives turned Lyndon Johnson down flat when he wanted to propagandize by being in her house when her husband was flying to the moon, and she wouldn't let him. <laughs> Smart lady. <laughs> um, I think that, um, I, thanks all for coming. I think we've discussed all of the book we're going to be discussing, and we've discussed what the n- number of the book is. Alan, if you still have it, I wish you'd give it, but until uh, the 19th, I'm going to sign off. Thank you for coming, everyone. Yeah, the the book number for the, the Lusitania, if that's what you were saying, Deadwake, is DB80936. I hope that's what you're asking. And uh, for those that are interested, I'm going to my brother's for uh, kebabs tonight. He's doing some kind of uh, uh, shrimp and uh, chicken and beef 
with vegetables on a on a kebab out on the grill. So, yeah, it, it's 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 going to be good. I could catch a plane. Yes, I could drive to Mississippi if I had a car to drive in. Alan, have a wonderful dinner and uh, enjoy and a great Father's Day as well. And you too, Bob. And you too, Bob Prane. I want to come to Alan. Party at the uh, Lemley's. Well, thanks for everybody's comments. It, I thought we had a very good discussion, and I always, uh, I always like hearing from you guys. And uh, thanks. I'll let uh, uh, my brother and sister-in-law know that uh, my book group is is is, is salivating. So uh, great. So I hope everybody has a a good evening. And uh, thanks again for your participation. It was great.